So, what is it? So, what is it? So, what is it? The Red Dwarf Podcast! Welcome, dear listeners. Dan, so what is it? It's a Red Dwarf podcast, mate. That is absolutely correct. Well done. Uh, <laughs> welcome, welcome, Dan, Matt and Matty. And hello from myself, Matthew, for, for um, this week's instalment of So What Is It? We're looking at Body Swap this week, episode four of series three. Once again, it feels like we're whizzing through the series. Although, of course, we've got three episodes to discuss, so we're not um, totally through it yet. Body swap. Now, this uh, could either be a come down from Polymorph or a return to some glories of series two. Um, who shall I? I? I've no idea how you guys have reacted to this episode so far. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go to Dan first because I, I feel as though he might be positive about it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that kind of puts the pressure on. Oh. It didn't work for me. I enjoyed it. It was better than anything else, probably, that was on telly the night I watched it. And if you go back to when it was originally on, it was probably the best thing that was on that night. But compared to last week and the week before, it just didn't hit the heights for me. I enjoyed bits, but, oh, no, it left me feeling a bit flat. And I'm sorry. I was hoping to sit down tonight and have you guys convince me this was a stonking episode. Okay, well, for the sake of the edit, I'm going to go to Matty first because I feel as if he might be positive about this episode. Do you know what? I I enjoy I haven't I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy as much as the other episodes, and I thought there were definitely very strange ways of telling the story. But I didn't hate it. I thought I I thought it was all right. I thought it was a happy medium. Yeah, no, I wasn't expecting hate really. Uh, I was just aware that is it maybe a little bit of a. Um, no, come down to the wrong word, but after last week's highs were where it was bang, 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 joke, 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 and we all loved it, I expected maybe a little bit less of a reaction this week. M- Matt? Um, I in- I did enjoy it. I'm not, uh, not going to lie, there are things that I had very big problems with this, this episode, but it's not the fault of either the story or the actors. It's something, it's an, something else. No. Um because of all of the dubbing of people's voices, yeah, this episode was not filmed in front of an audience, and it's very, very obvious that it wasn't. Mm. Because when they played the episode to the audience and recorded the audience, the audience's laughter cut out, cut over so much dialogue when mm. there were jokes, and it was you just couldn't hear it. Yeah. Um, I yeah, had to basically right. go back and watch it with subtitles on, and it, that really annoyed me. But it's not the fault I, of the actors, it's not the story, it was bad production. I didn't notice it wasn't filmed in front of an audience, but yeah, I did notice a few times where that definitely happened. A few cat lines went amiss, I think, mm-hmm. in that respect. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I certainly don't feel negative about this episode. I just feel as though um, after Polymorph, it... As I said, it, it felt to me like a return to a series two episode, uh, really, the way it was constructed and, and the stuff it was doing. And it's a really enjoyable story. And there are yes, lots, absolutely. Of good, mm, so, lots of good moments in it. So so let's let's go go with our start around then of, of things that we enjoyed. I'll go in the same order. Dan. Uh, one of my favourite bits in this, it was, a, it was a, a, a longer bit, 
Um, but uh, it ends with Rimmer saying, all of a sudden, without any warning, 24, 25, you wake up and all of a sudden you're a fat bastard. And I just, <laughs> I, I remember that very, very fondly from watching it the first time and, uh, and the many, many times since. I, I I'm not fat. I'm, I'm not fat. I'm hunky. <laughs> was, the, was the response. Absolutely. You think I'm getting porky? <laughs> it's their love of the word porky. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Matty. Um, well, Dan t- straight away took my line. The fat bastard line is what spoke to me straight away. Um, so I'll definitely say that was definitely my favourite. That's a bit that made me laugh. Oh, yeah. And uh, no, I've got it written down here. Don't do it for me. Do it for the suits. Oh, and that was one of the lines that was laughed over, wasn't it? Really, I think it was. Yeah, uh, it was the, that was a good was, line. When he was describing his suit. Yeah, that, that was a, that was a good line. The one thing I found really strange: the opening scene, right? So where Lister walks in and Rimmer's there sitting at the computer, and he says, "What the problem is?" He's so serious. Yeah, yeah. He is so serious. It is like it's suddenly he's acting like he's in some sort of apocalyptic film. It was well, like, basically it is because the scutters have gone bananas. Well, yeah, but it's and rewired everything. Yeah, but it's Red Dwarf. Everything's kind of surrounded with an element of comedy, and it was the first time ever that he was extremely serious. And then the voiceover saying self struct was also really serious, and I was like, Whoa. yeah, hang on, but no one's told them that though. You know, no one's told them that they're in a comedy. <laughs> you know, they think that this, there is the, something's going to trigger the auto destruct, and you know, it just so happens it happens to be a what was it, a milkshake and a um, a toffee blooming crisp. But, um, crispy bar. I know. No, what but you Ma- mean. I think Matt is right, though. I think Matt is right because that, it does stand out because it does suddenly seem very serious straight away. No, I like yeah. that though. I know. I, I no. liked it, uh, but Matt, have you got a moment? Yes. Yes. Of course. Oh, Smeg, what does Smeg and Smeg see Smeg and Don? Is Smeg and killed me? <laughs> I mean, it's got to be the winner for the overuse of the word Smeg. Mm. Uh, that's what I thought. That's why I wrote it down in its entirety. <laughs> and you, what, what's yours? Well, I've got, I've got a couple, but I think I'm going to just go for the... <laughs> <laughs> Was that the cat trapping genital noise? It was, yes. Um, yes. I, I'm sorry if I spelt it incorrectly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did like uh, that I joke. I thought it was a good joke. Very well done. Yes, it's, it's a great cat moment. And again, looking at this series, and we've said a few things about the cat. And well, ever since the start, really, I, funny enough, t- today, guys, I went back and listened to our first ever episode and the way we were talking about the cat. We, it's clear that he's changed so much um, mm. and what he's doing. So, yeah, I did like uh, the uh, cat joke there so there's definitely a few things to pull out there's a lot of good stuff in this episode but we were back to we were back to sort of vague themes that we can talk about as well but um let's Mm -hmm. let's go to go to the uh, self-destruct moment because that was my to be honest that might have been my other moment the thing i loved about this episode the most back in the day was the milkshake and the and the crispy bar popping out at the end after the. I mean, that's but, the... wait. I, I I have a I have a gripe with this bit though, because oh no, I, a no, gripe. I know, but right. So Holly says, um, we can either stand and get blown up, sit down and get blown up, or don't don't jump up and down and get blown up, right? But at the same time, she knows there's no bomb. So she says about getting blown up, but she knows there's no bomb. She says, well, you didn't ask. We didn't need to ask. There's no bomb. So why would you say you'll blow up if they know there's no bomb? We haven't got a bomb. 
I got rid of it ages ago. Why didn't you say? You never asked. <laughs> It's a little bit of a shame because after us moaning about Holly not getting much, she's got a couple of good lines here. If you're worried about that consistency, it ruins one of her lines. <laughs> <laughs> she gets she gets a little bit tetchy as well at one point, which I kind of liked. So let's let's, let's uh, talk about Holly. I mean, maybe I've just said it, but uh, she had the stuff about the stand era getting blown up, which was quite nice. And then she had the, the we haven't got a bomb. But she's, again, still relegated to sort of like a couple of extra lines to add in some information which Crichton could have given. That's very true. I think that's true. She did have, um, when she delivered that line, though, oh, we, ha we haven't got a bomb. You never asked. I, I could I could imagine Norman Lovett saying that as old. Yeah, boy. yeah. Whereas, um, you know, I can imagine, I can I can picture his indignant face. Like, well, you never asked that question. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there were other lines that, that were very new Holly, you know, when she said, oh, I suppose... I suppose in many ways I should have updated the system really was sort of like, Oh, it's just dawned on me, which is, which is a, which is a new Holly. Whereas old Holly, I could definitely hear her, hear him saying that, mm. but no, yeah. I thought it was good. I completely take your point, Matty, but I think we've uh, probably established at this point that they will um, throw continuity out the window. If they think there's a jape in it, yeah. um, <laughs> which is fair. It's true, it's true. Um, but no, I, 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 yes, Holly was still a background character and, and, for me, there was a couple of moments in this episode, and I think, Matt, you might have talked about this last week, where Crichton steps in with the idea, whereas um, yeah. previously the computer with, you know, IQ of somewhere between six and 6,000 um, is the, oh, well, we need, a, we need an idea. Holly, what do we do? Now Crichton's like, well, we could try a body swap. Nobody else clearly has ever heard of that. But he, so he's, he's stepping in as the, as the ideas person now. He's the, he's the brains of the operation. Well, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Moving on to the other new character, as it were, because we're still learning about Crichton and getting to know him and his role in the series. And I think he has supporting funny lines here, but he hears the dog's body again to do the dirty work, isn't he? I mean, the idea at the beginning and then the chloroform, Captain Chloroform. Captain Chloroform. Plastic yes. Percy. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so he's not hilariously funny as it stands at the moment. I mean, maybe that's me saying he becomes funnier. Um, I've had a lot of people who have Crichton as their, their favourite character. Um, I don't think he would be from this series alone so far. Matt? I'd agree with that. I think he was the dog's body, but then the, 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 a number of key plot points hinged on the fact that he will do what he's told by a human. It's in his programme and there's nothing he can do about it. And so um, he... he Rather than just following the orders, he you know he has the uh, the, the decency to be um, to be to feel really bad about it afterwards, um, and you know reads out trying to stroke Lister's toe at the end and so he, but um, yes he's the dog's body but you know I think they still managed to have some fun with it but no not his not his best but I, I did I did enjoy it. he's and others may have spotted a, a, a lapse but again I think he's probably got the voice right. Yeah, it's definitely feeling more comfortable with that, I think. Um, there was that odd moment where he and the cat had that laugh at the end uh, when, you know, you know uh, Lister, Rimmer, Rimmer Lister is uh, falling over in Starbug at the end and they sort of have a laugh with each other, don't they? Which I, I get why they did it, but that seems a little bit odd to me. Maybe it leads on from the high five they had last week. There's this little underground friendship they've got going on. How are you getting on with Crichton, Matt? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, last week it seemed that he was a lot more prevalent, a lot more 
there and like with the high five certainly this episode he just seemed to be kind of servicing the plot really um and yeah as you said popping up with the suggestions and what what have you i still think Crichton is to find his groove just like cat was not like right there we maybe thought for the first series first series and a half and really started coming into his own i think Crichton is still a work in progress Yes, but that's mm. fair enough. As we said before, I mean, Rimmer and Lister are the main characters still. Of course. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with characters to serve as a plot. It's just uh, obviously want them to have fun things to do as well. Story-wise, sort of themes we've we've looked at before, um, swapping over stuff. I love the swapping over stuff, really. It's one of those weird things. I don't know why, but I was immediately convinced when they swapped over, even though they were doing the dubbing of voices... I, w- I really felt the characters had swapped over. I, I was really taken with it. I-, I never sort of really thought, oh, that's Chris Barry acting as Lister with Lister's voice. I mean, I did think that a little bit, I suppose. But but really, I just watched the programme and I'm- I was really happy that they'd swapped over. I think they did a really good job with, with um, picking up each other's sort of like walks and, ma- and physical mannerisms. I really do. Yeah, that was one of the highlights of the episode. Mm. I, I I do think the the their with their physicalities and just to displaying it. It was it was funny. I mean, all right, I know Chris Barry could probably have pulled off a quite uh, realistic list of voice. I don't know if Craig Charles could have done that. And maybe that maybe that's why it was they were dubbed. And maybe it, that was always going to be the the case. It's not the easiest thing to do to get everything all synced up. I know that, but but it worked, and it was obvious what what had happened and what was what was going on. Hmm. I wonder if they considered just doing their voices. I wonder at what stage they said, right, let's dub it rather than you do the voices. Another one of those things, just just to make it blatantly obvious when they were changed over, perhaps. See, the only thing I found was um, Chris Barry acting as Craig Charles. It suddenly Lister was very depressed. I found. Well, it was a hologram. It was a hologram. Yeah, I was going to say, wouldn't you be if you were a hologram? No, no but Chris, but um, Chris Barry pretending to be Craig Charles, so he's no longer a hologram. He has his real assignment, but in the beginning, he's just like that, and he just. I said, no one can actually see us right now. It's audio. No one can actually see the <laughs> face that I'm demonstrating. But yeah, I just found that he it just went really, he looked really just sad and depressed in the beginning before he, he started is, eating. Before they swapped over, which bit are you talking about? So when they first swapped over, so when Chris Barry yeah. pretended to be Craig Charles in the beginning, he does yes. it almost really like he's really depressed. Yeah, because he's a hologram. He used to say he is a hologram. I suppose so. Anyway, moving on. Because it, it's Chris Barry's body is still a hologram, and Craig Charles is in it. <laughs> so that's why he's a bit miserable about it, even though he's agreed to it. Why he would agree to it, who knows? But Well, it, 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 it's another example of list. Okay, he wasn't wild about it, dear, but he was trying to do a nice thing. In exchange... Rimmer turns into a sociopath and starts stealing bodies, which, you know, I think you probably would get a little bit too far, if I'm totally honest. But if I was looking to where are my sympathies this week, definitely with Lister, because Rimmer plays on your sympathies, and then as soon as you give him an inch, he takes an absolute mile and and, and betrays the, his inner smeggit, to be honest. 
<laughs> and yeah, and we've said it, it wasn't as funny overall, but there was a lot more of that side of things to get in, wasn't there? All that conversation about, you know, even though there were jokes in there about getting down from the bunk and looking like the sort of, um, you know, the science frog with the belly hanging out and, yeah. and seeing a wearing thought, a, wearing a girdle. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it, and the Alfred Hitchcock uh, reference and stuff like that. I can't like yeah. Alfred reference yeah. yeah more gut more gut than a turkish butcher's window i thought you know that one down <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah. yeah um but but it, it intertwined with all that is all the stuff about you know, your, your body's giving up and i can do this and you don't feel great and so there's definitely a lot more of a well we'll say serious side to get across with that because they are real concerns as we have found as we've passed that age <laughs> i suppose <laughs> Our body's uh, giving up. Speak, speak for yourself. I was going to say thank you, Dan. It was exactly what I was watch. just about to say. Carry watch. Yeah, yeah, good old carry watch. Not that bad. You don't sweat sweat. You sweat Madras sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were some. There were some really good lines. There were, and I, I like you, and I, I enjoyed the way that uh, Chris Barry and Craig Charles took on the mannerisms. What I did find, I'll be honest, what probably the thing that bugged me the most, uh, and I normally I normally don't pull too much out that I really don't like. The, I thought the lip syncing was 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 okay in terms of they timed it, but the acoustics were wrong. They clearly done the the voice track in a studio. The mm, acoustics yeah. were wrong, and so and it, it it sounded wrong. And for me, that really okay. Watching it critically, um, that really that really bugged me. And um, and it's not it's supposed to be watched, enjoy and and taken as is. But I found that quite distracting, if I'm totally honest. I thought the acting bit was good. I thought the script was 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 good. But yeah, that that really bugged me. Dan, I know oh, exactly when you when you're talking about as well because those scenes when they're sort of walking along gantries and stuff is actually filmed in an old power station, mm. and there are bits that aren't that isn't dubbed and it has a completely different kind of acoustic sound to when there's a bit where i think cat and lister or rimmer as lister are uh walking to are talking and walking and that's both of them have been dubbed and it just sounds it sounds really like flat yeah i know exactly yeah but then again that might be what what they had available yeah there might have been bits of the the technology they had available yeah yeah i mean they could have recorded the uh, audio track on the same soundstage as opposed to in probably a sound booth. But look, I'm being ultra pedantic. I certainly didn't have a problem uh, with the regular stuff on the regular set. Those bits they ADR'd on the uh, the sort of uh, the gantries didn't sound right. They were small. No. There were small moments. Um, they weren't necessarily the best moments anyway, that bit walking along. I mean, it's fun to see Lister as Rimmer walking along in his Captain Emerald outfit. I look like Captain Emerald. <laughs> Do something about it, man. OK, Dave. But yeah, that, that wasn't the greatest little scene. It was just a, something to break it up, wasn't it, really? Mm. Yeah. Lister was kind of really quite hilarious when he was um, Lister's body with, with um, Rimmer's sort of psyche inside especially when he is um in starburg with his you know marching band music um eating donuts um and i actually just like with the peter and the wolf from the previous episode did spent 
spend a lot of Sunday going. Yeah, that's the one until I to the point where I was like, well, I'm going to have to find out what that is. And it's apparently the Light Cavalry Overture by Franz von Soup. Well, there you go. I was about to say. I was about to say. I thought Craig Charles did a brilliant job, to be honest. Yeah, uh, as Rimmer. I mean, obviously aided with with Rimmer's voice, but yeah, I thought it was a really good matchup. But as um, Dan was dragging us onto things that we didn't like, he's so well, so negative. It, 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 I'm, um, I'm trying to find the right point because I've got the interesting fact here to do with all of this conversation that we're having. We're not ready. We're not ready yet. You're not hold, ready. Hold on this. No, unless it's, you know, I was going to ask. Go to you for your factus denius. That is. <laughs> that is. <laughs> Fine, I was going to go on to you if you had anything negative about the episode, Matty. Um, to me, I'd say the negative to me, the bit that didn't work was the was the beginning when they were all just so serious. It just seemed so out of character and it just kind of pulled me out a little bit. I'd say that was probably the negative bit I would pick up from it. Have I got male sexual organs? Fair enough. Matt? Um, I've said my, my negative part with the um, uh, audio, the laughter track being recorded afterwards and putting over the dialogue and i actually have to say matthew i completely disagree with the beginning i liked that sort of serious mood from from the get-go it was it was quite kind of it was it was quite tense and it was it, it was quite gripping that's what i'm looking for yeah. especially with the with the, with the cat with the the countdown of this the auto district it was like something completely different it showed a completely different dimension to red dwarf i mean that's fair enough that, that, my opinion that's your opinion absolutely and i can see where you're coming from there and I, I i agree to that extent it just seemed how it came out of nowhere to me like normally if it built up to it or if it was like an ending thing then fair enough but like straight opening up it's like the opening of the episode is them being really serious that's but my- i guess it was to build the tension of the yeah. uh yeah, ship the- being blown up so yeah. maybe they did toy with different things and they found that worked better because the tension did build up i mean although they had jokes within that of course i mean lister was a bit mm-hmm. flippant with his poker stuff um that sort of leads on to the joke i didn't like quite so much when he's bashing it and the and the countdown drops from 15 minutes to 12 minutes to nine minutes or whatever and, that, when, and he keeps did it too many it. times did it too many yes. times I think mm. um, a, li- a little thing, but just uh, I, th- I would have held back on one of those. Who, what do I know? But <laughs> but that whole scene, I, I love the whole scene. I mean, it has a couple of great bits. I mean, um, I want us to celebrate all these great bits here because the, the milkshake and the toffee crisp at the end, I think it's a lovely punchline to the whole thing. Um, I think the where's Lister's mind on this? Look after it carefully and it goes in the tea. Tiny <laughs> little the, On the cassette. Can the cassette I... is cool. Goes in the tea. I mean, it's brilliant, brilliant moment. Can I just say, just, just before you you carry on, that bit they did two things in that scene, and I thought, oh, they're going to protract this out for ages. Like with the, um, oh, we don't know where the auto destructor is, is wired into. The next thing, he's pressed the vending machine, it's auto destructor started. And I thought, I was like, oh, brilliant! It's like you know, happened straight away. And then it's like they've got this cassette, and I thought, it's the whole episode. They're going to be like protect Lister's cassette straight in the cup of tea, and yeah. I just thought, great, <laughs> thank you, thank you. A mind enema. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that, no, yeah. With the, with, could do without that big needle thing, though. Yeah, that was. There, there was some other, other great technology, wasn't? There? Other great lines, yeah. Other great lines in there, though. It's sort of like. Wait a minute! I never used to be a man. Why well, have I got male sexual organs? Yes, I've got male sexual organs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dear, set that your organs, sexual or otherwise, will be orbiting around yeah, the Yeah, that was moon. it, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I like that. So, I, you know, I, so from your point of saying you didn't like it serious, I thought it all built up to a brilliant scene, to be honest with you. Come on, Matty, I persuaded you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Once more with feeling. You'll have to spend the rest of your life as a mindless gibbering vegetable. <laughs> The rest of your life's only going to be 30 seconds. What the hell? <laughs> also, Craig Charles's talent of being able to go half cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's and to sustain it, and believe me, I've tried. It's, it's amazing. It's yeah, it's not the easiest thing to do. It's it's kind of painful. <laughs> yeah, so that that was my negative. Um, <laughs> Well, no, it was it wasn't all perfect, but I I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Really, I I I think it's a really really good episode. I enjoyed it all the way through. Come on, give me something else you liked, Matty from your from your from your serious moment. Come on, what you liked the girdle, didn't you? You liked the uh, hernia prevention belt. <laughs> <laughs> of course, who wouldn't? Um, no, it's difficult really because I can't really say a specific part that I really re- like. I think a lot of them we have pretty much covered. What I did find interesting was the interesting facts that I've picked up from oh, this. Oh, you've got a fact. I do. <laughs> Is it an interesting fact? <laughs> well, the sound properly peaked then. Um, so, how we're all saying about they all doing, they did each other's voices, of course, while they're doing the voiceovers while they're talking, pretending to be each other. Well, when they first filmed that episode, actually they were doing each other's voices and doing impressions of each other. And it was filmed in front of a live studio audience. However, uh, Chris Barry, being an impressionist, had absolutely no problem um, impersonating Craig Charles. However, Craig Charles and other characters were unable to portray each other. So they then had to re-record and re-dub the episode, including the laughter track, post-production. Thank you very much. Very interesting fact. Thank you. Been waiting for that one. Mm, I'm not entirely convinced by that because there were the bits uh, where the dialogue is undubbed, and that was where the laughter track was cutting over the, the where they were speaking. So I I I read somewhere that this episode is not filmed in front of a studio audience because of they because they, they thought they might have sound problems, and they did it in they they showed it in a little theatre for in front of about thirty people, and that's where the the laughter comes from. I, I looked and I, I read that somewhere. So we might, there might be differing accounts, and might there probably be. is. And I was on Wikipedia, and anyone can edit that. So that's kind of it's a bit of a moot point. So at the end of the day, um, these facts are interesting, but it's our reaction to what comes out on screen, which is uh, is interesting for our beloved listeners <laughs> out there in Red Dwarf Podcast Land. Hi, Matthew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, actually, there, there was another joke that I, I didn't quite take to was when he was in the shower and he's using the Ajax and the Domestos didn't quite take to that, really, for some reason. Really? Why? I don't know. It just <laughs> didn't quite. Well, I, I, I had a sort of a, a historical moment of, oh, yeah, I remember when Domestos used to look like that because it doesn't yeah. look like that anymore. You know, and I don't know if you, I don't know if you can still get like Ajax or like Vim scouring, and it was it was Ajax scouring powder. I don't know if you can still get that, 
because I know it was always top of that under my nan's sink. It's um, not something I missed either way. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, but I'm just th- I was just thinking it was like, oh yeah, remember that stuff? That was just a sort of you know, little historical. And I did write them both down. There were one or two. Um, were, were, were there any things in there? I wonder, Matty, that you um, you didn't get the reference because of you know, as 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 we've mentioned, you're you're a little bit younger. I mean, do you know who Charles Atlas is, <laughs> do you for know, example? Do you know what? I've made a habit now. When there's a reference I don't get, I pause it and then Google it quickly. So this isn't going to happen. That's fair play. <laughs> I've tried to put my research in. It might take in. you ages to get through an episode. <laughs> <laughs> there are times, there have been a couple of moments where I've just gone, sod it, I'm not Googling that, I'm just going to watch this. You must have to uh, start watching it an hour before the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know what? You say that, I watched today's at one o'clock. Thank you very much. I was well in advance. <laughs> Oh, there were some nice old retro style scales from the doctors, wasn't there? I mean, yeah, that was interesting. I suppose you just, I'm surprised they didn't put a 50p piece in it. I'm surprised the scales didn't talk, let's face it. A lot of the other yeah. electronics do. Would have been great. I was going to yeah. say, 50p sounds a bit pricey. Like the ones you used to get at the seaside, they were like 10 pence or 20 pence or something like that. I never used to go on them. Who spotted the <laughs> character mistake in this episode? I'd spotted the mistake. Go on. Um, white midget. That's the one. Yes. I was, yeah, I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. White yes. midget. And I looked it up. Apparently, on that remastered version that you were kind of not really overly impressed with, apparently they removed the word white, and he just says he's escaped in midget, or he's in his. Um, oh right, okay. He leaves in yeah in in that they removed the word white. It was it was a, a script error apparently. Yeah, because it says blue midget on the um, on the actual model still. Mm. Of course. Yeah. Yes, because I I remember thinking, well, that's rubbish. That was it was the same thing I I looked up about the um, them filming in the power station. I did like it when the Lister's really pissed off with this whole sort of you know he's having a go at uh, Rimmer for sort of abusing his body um, and saying that he feels like he's smoked an entire. Uh, tobacco harvest you've treated my body like smeg you've given me breasts there's a distinct cleavage you know <laughs> and i thought yeah mate feel your pain <laughs> i mean the idea though the rimmer kind of uh, towards the end especially just kind of taking someone's body is it, it's a joke but it's actually a bit of a dark thing to do if you think about it totally well, yeah. exactly i mean a uh, theme with the week i was dreading well not dreading getting to but it is a fairly invasive uh thing (laughs) isn't it yeah what's that um old sci-fi film called body snatchers invasion of the body snatchers yeah it was it's it's definitely a dark thing i mean you could you can understand where rim is coming from he's been dead now for some years and living as a living as without corporeal form purely as light but um yeah i mean why why would you uh why would you agree to do that again? Yeah. Especially with that kind of quantity of mashed potato, for God's sake. <laughs> he buried his head straight <laughs> into it at the end. No, what? <laughs> there are some odd things for, for comedy effect. It's like the eating under the sheets at night. It's sort of like he's got the whole ship, but yet he chooses to <laughs> yeah. eat under the sheets in the bunk below in torch night. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's just so daft. Mm. <laughs> the one thing is when the episode finished, um, I accidentally, I don't know if this is going to not, because I'm very already interested in what the next episode's going to be. Because 
I accidentally Netflix just automatically starts playing the next episode. And then it started playing the beginning of the next episode, and I saw Hitler will be played by himself. So I am already very interested to see <laughs> what the next episode is. I stopped there, and I was like, "Oh, I, I actually want to watch this, but I'm stopping myself." But yeah, so whatever's coming up, you can turn that feature off. Go into settings, turn yes. that feature off. Yeah. When when Netflix comes up with um, when it starts doing the, the it's cold outside, Netflix comes up with the watch, and then it starts to count down to the next thing. When I press escape pause yeah well, well you know tip for everyone you can go into your settings <laughs> in your account and disable that completely so it doesn't just carry on to any next episode it's a sound you make when you get your sexual organs trapped in something <laughs> poor lister's dreadlocks i know uh, i know bandaged at the end <laughs> oh. that's brilliant i love it <laughs> yeah that was good I'll and then it. i'm I'm kind of wondering, will they be like attached next week? I'm guessing they will be. Well, I'm not guessing they will be. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 Spoilers. Uh, dear, what, something that keep, keeps happening this series is Starbug keeps crashing, doesn't it? I mean, it does. I think there's been three crashes out of four episodes so far. So it's it's good good going for the pilots of Red Dwarf and Starbug. Did anyone else kind of slightly feel like they were watching a a kind of Thunderbirds type episode with the the ship chase? <laughs> there was a lot of uh, good model work. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I liked it, but I was kind of like, oh, this is really cool. And while I was watching it, and but I did get a definite sort of vibe of that. Just it, yes, they, they, um, nice. they do seem to be getting through Starbucks, don't they? The There's port- definitely a lot of repair work needed, yeah. yeah. So how many Starbucks do they have? On a point of order, two. <laughs> but when I pointed out they'd lost one in backwards, I was told, yeah, but they must have re- re- recovered it. None of them seem to have the um, the aptitude, I, I suspect, for fixing them. But it, you know, it was interesting. We, we talked, um, actually, in backwards, we talked about how is Lister, in that episode, he seemed to be being a bit, bit dim. Um, and yes, certainly, yeah. you could make the case in this when he kept pressing the button uh, and and shortening the um, the countdown. That would certainly apply. Did actually give rise to one of my favourite lines in the in the whole episode. And very seriously, Cat leans in and says, "That was a really dumb thing you just did." <laughs> and if Cat thinks you've just done something dumb, but this was an episode. I mean, Cat was Cat was both sides. He was he was, he said that, which was quite astute. And, but then he dropped the uh, dropped the um, the dictaphone cassette in the uh, in a cup of tea so yeah. it, we're not no one is just stereotyped are they no cat isn't just dumb Crichton isn't just menial and 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 Rimo isn't isn't just all about duty he's also about body snatching while we are talking about previous episodes it's time for Matt's confession of the week now this is a corker <laughs> um, right. Talking about what was the last episode of Series Six, uh, Parallel universe. universe, and I did not like the actress that played Debbie, who was um, the female Dave character. Uh, Matt said she was called Angela Bruce, and I was like, "Yeah, I've seen her loads of things. Not not very good. I think she's a very good actress." Turns out I was completely wrong, and I'll tell you for why. I was watching a crime drama program the other day and in pops 
lady and I was like, oh God, it's her. And then, um, I was like, oh, great. So I am DB'd the episode, not Angela Bruce. So I have got Angela Bruce confused with a lady that looks like her, but I was kind of disparaging about Angela Bruce. And Angela, if you're listening, I do apologise. <laughs> we would like to apologise to Angela Bruce and her family for this. Yes, from and something that went out what, about four weeks ago, three, four weeks as ago. As recompense, so... you can download this podcast for free. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, she was a subscriber, but after you slagged her off in that episode, she hasn't listened to another one, so she'll never hear this. It's a shame. I'll say, I'll say to her, Ange, listen, Serena, if you like, we'll give you a mention every week. <laughs> give me an A. A. <laughs> Perhaps not. We'll just, we'll, we'll just, you know, say happy thoughts to the fabulousness that is Angela Bruce. This could become a regular thing. The other lady that I got you confused with, can she can do one. <laughs> Right, on that note, I think we should do one last sweep round because to juice this episode of all its good lines, um, of which there are plenty, obviously, um, let's go round. Uh, Dan? I, I'm, I'm not going to steal anybody else's uh, favourite lines because I, I've, I've covered all the ones. that I, I, I've enjoyed your enjoyment of this episode. You enjoyed it more than <laughs> I did. I did enjoy it. You're, you've enjoyed it more than me, and I've enjoyed it the more for listening to you enthuse about it. The other, the only other bit that I think I, I enjoyed was that scene, actually, where they were doing the mind swap. You know, you had some wonderful, wonderful technology. You had a dictaphone disc. You had a mind enema done with a large comedy syringe. The keyboard on the machine was like a 1980s cash point. It was just a whole interesting smorgasbord of, of kit. And they've, it's like they've gone to the dump and just grabbed stuff that looks vaguely computery and chucked it together. And I really liked that. But... Um, Yes. Isn't that called upcycling? Um, I think at that point it was called BBC Budget, but I think now you're <laughs> upcycling, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad that you have enjoyed it. Just a, a smidge more. Matty. Podcast. <laughs> um, favourite line. Um, last week, then there, when there was a lights failure in the engine room, your silhouette was cast onto the wall. I got the fright of my life. It was at this point Matty kept trying to say Alfred Hitchcock and failed. I thought it was Alfred Hitch. When there was the... <laughs> I can't say it! I thought it was Alfred, Hitch... Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> Matt! You're going to go spare. <clears throat> You've lost me arm. I've lost your watch too. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I was just queuing that one up to finish off with. So yeah, I agree. Great line. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the only other one I, I like is the... Uh, I was thinking the last two weeks in July. <laughs> yes. Like that. yes yeah that was a good one a plethora a plethora of excellent lines i, I watched um three amigos last night and uh, oh yeah they're talking about plethora yeah <laughs> you know what plethora is there's too many of something <laughs> um i was disappointed last time i watched it to be honest i like the plethora moment but <laughs> it was the first time i've watched it in about 30 years so i, yeah. I did enjoy it um so to cap off that i mean yeah i i I didn't enjoy this any less than most of the episodes in series two, I would say. Maybe it didn't quite hit the heights of Marooned and Polymorph, but I think we were we were treated to some good stuff anyway. With that, I think we probably should say farewell. So farewell from me. Farewell from me. That's a goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Cheerio, everyone. Bye. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
Is it a wuss? Is it a wuss? <laughs>